Let's go back to Psalm 81, verse 10. And let's, uh, for time's sake, let's go directly to the, um, the Passion Translation. Psalm 81, verse 10. Psalm 81, verse 10. Glory to God. have it or when you see it <laughs> most of y'all don't have the passage translation on your in your lap but Latoya's looking for it she got it got a little handy dandy to do that amen all right let's read it together ready read I am your only God the living God wasn't I the one who broke the strongholds over you and raised you up out of bondage open your mouth with a mighty decree I will fulfill it now you'll see the words that you speak, so shall it be. The words that you speak, so shall it be. Now, remember, you, he said, open your mouth with a what? Mighty decree. So when you speak, you're expected to speak with a mighty decree. He says, so shall it be. Father, thank you today for the word that we're about to receive. Thank you, Lord, for uh, your mighty spirit being here in us today so that we can today receive what you have for us to receive. Your word says, Father, that the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God because they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Thank you, Father, that because we have your Spirit on the inside of us, we can discern the things of God. We can receive and hear the things of God. We can know the things of God because your Spirit is on the inside of us. And I pray, Father, that anyone today who is not filled with your spirit, that, God, that you would grant them, grant them a special access by your grace to hear and see the things that you will reveal in this place today. I pray, Father, that your people today will get an understanding of just who we are, just how powerful we are today, and that we have a great assignment uh, on this planet. Today, speak, Lord, for your servants. We hear and we will obey. We pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, now, we're, uh, we're into this new year already now, right? So 5780, uh, Shana Tova and all that good stuff. Happy New Year. I heard Brother Jeff did that pretty good uh, Wednesday night. Shana Tova, he did it very well. And uh, <clears throat> so we're, we're in... Uh, this decade, not just a year, a decade of the open mouth. It's the time for us uh, to speak. Um, now, I, I want you to understand we're not going backwards. Okay, in other words, we normally think you speak and then things happen. Well, things are going to happen, but we're moving forward. In other words, we're maturing. <clears throat> because... Uh, As you're maturing, or before you mature, you kind of think, we, our actions make things happen. You have to do something. All right, let me give you an example. And when you read the book of Proverbs chapter 8, the Bible says that by wisdom, uh, rulers or princes decree justice. Have you all read that every month? Princes and rulers decree justice. Now, we, we coming, especially in our, in our particular uh, context as uh, African Americans, mostly African Americans in here, um, we, 
we have seen where we've had to march for justice and we've had to fight and protest. And nothing wrong with that. I'm just, that's, that's, that was appropriate for the time. But that, uh, as you mature, as you understand who you are, rulers decree justice. So a ruler doesn't have to march. Or protest. A ruler doesn't have to, you know, face a dog or a water hose. Thank God for that. But what I'm saying is, as we mature, we understand that we, we operate differently. We decrease something, and they, the things happen. So as we're entering to a time of open mouth, we're not going backwards. We're actually moving forward in maturity. You got it? All right. So uh, we've been talking about uh, this letter pay, P-E-Y, in the Hebrew, right? We understand that. It's a picture of the mouth, and I showed you it has the, the letter yod in it, and it has the letter kaf in it, it has the letter beth in it, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, let's move on past all that. Okay? Because today, my aim is to, is to help us realize who we are, what manner of men and women we are, so we can know how to operate in this next season. Okay? God spent this last decade revealing to us a great deal about our righteousness. Right? 2 Corinthians 5.21, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Right? He, who be, he became sin for us, we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Right? First uh, uh, Corinthians, I think is 1 verse 30, I think it is, talks about Jesus Christ was made unto us uh, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Okay? So we are made righteous. How many of y'all understand that? Yes, sir. That you're in, in right standing with God. Yes, sir. Now that's important here. Yes. It's very important. I know this, I'm, this sounds like I'm speaking elementary talk, but this is very important because if you don't understand your righteousness, then you will have, uh, you will not understand the authority you have in your mouth. If you're still battling with condemnation, not understanding who you are, then you'll never speak with any kind of authority. You, you, ever, you ever read the scripture, the Bible says, uh, the poor use entreaties, the rich answer roughly. The rich speak harshly. The, in other words, the rich just, hey, hey. Okay, so when you're righteous, you're, you don't beg for stuff anymore. You got one hand clap on that. When you're righteous, you don't go to God begging for things. When, you, when you're righteous, you don't go to God with any kind of intimidation. When, you're, when you understand righteousness, you don't go to God saying, God, I come to you as humbly as I know how. That's religious. Righteous, God, we come boldly before the throne of grace. To find mercy and obtain help in time of need. Proverbs 28 verse 1 says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Right? So righteousness gives us boldness. So if you don't understand that revelation, uh, you got to catch up real quick. You're, you and I have been made righteous. Tell your neighbor you've been made righteous. Okay, you don't have to try to become righteous. You've been made righteous. 
All right? The Lord gave us revelation in the last decade about our sonship. You and I are sons of God. Beloved, now are we sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him even as he is. They are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. All right. Jesus came to his own, his own received him not, but to men as received him, to them he gave the right to become the sons of God. Well, if you understand sonship, that goes along with your boldness. That sons can, sons operate like their father. Now, sonship is really important. Can I, can I just take my time a little bit? I had Wednesday off. Let me kind of ease my way into this. Sons is very important because the church has been, has been strangled, held by a servant's mentality. The church has been strangled, held by a servant's mentality. We're servants of God. It's true we serve God, but we are not called by God his servants. In the Old Testament, it, the Bible talks about, uh, come on, bless the Lord, and ye servants of the Lord, which stand by night in the house of the Lord, the servants of the Lord. The Lord takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants, Psalm 35, 27. We know that one. But that's all Old Testament. That's all Old Testament. In the New Covenant, we have a covenant of sonship, not servanthood. That's important. Because as a servant, you grovel. As a servant, you still feel like you got to work for it. Are y'all hearing me this morning? As a servant, you feel like you got to work for it. The Bible says, though, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You don't have to work for anything in the kingdom of God. You just receive it. Sons receive. Sons just receive. Sons just receive. You receive an inheritance. You don't work for an inheritance. That's why Jesus Christ gave the, the, the great parable in Luke 15 about the, the, uh, the, the prodigal son. It was as much about the elder son as it was the prodigal son. Jesus didn't name it the, the prodigal son story. He didn't, he didn't say, I'm going to tell you all the parable of the prodigal son. That ain't what Jesus didn't say that. That's what we call the prodigal son parable. That's what we call it. We focus on that. But it was as much, the end of the story was as, was as powerful as the very beginning. Where the one son who came, who said, who talked about, uh, I've served you all these years and never done anything wrong. And you never gave me anything. He said, he said son, all I have is yours. The other son, the one who did go out and came back, he came back and said, I'm going to come to my dad and I'm going to ask him, can I just be your servant? And before he could, he, he could even get out of his mouth, the father said, you're not coming back as a servant, you're my son. That was a parable about sonship. So that you and I aren't groveling, begging feeling like we got to work for it. If we, if we work for it, then we make the grace of God, we take it in vain. So we learned about sonship. We learned about righteousness. We learned about royalty. Understand that we are king's children. We're royal. We're a royal priesthood. Now that's all important. It's all important. It's all important. Why? 
so that we understand that rulers decree things. The Bible tells, if you read through Proverbs every month, there'll be scriptures after scripture about uh, how a king must be careful about what he speaks. Divination is on the lips of the king. You got to be very careful about what he speaks because when a king speaks, things happen. Are y'all awake? You got to catch this because if you, if you don't understand you are a king and a priest unto our God, then you cannot operate in the kingdom. You're stuck in church. You're stuck in church. And church is good. We heard a message last year, the church is a good place to be. That's great, but you can't stay at church level. You've got to rise to kingdom level. Because the church is just part of the kingdom. You got it? We're in the kingdom. We are the church. We're in the kingdom. And so in the kingdom, we have to operate like kings, rulers all the time. And so we have to know who we are, what kind of people we are. And I want to try to get that across to you today. All right? Now, let's go back to Genesis 2, verse 7. Genesis 2, verse 7. This is just a little bit of review here. Genesis 2, verse 7, we know in Genesis 1, 26, 27, God said, let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. Give him dominion, give him dominion, give him dominion. Put, put Genesis 1, 26 on the screen. Genesis 1, 26. Let us make man in our own image, in our own, our own likeness. And then let him have what? Dominion. So first thing God gave man was image. Second thing he gave him was likeness. Third thing he gave him was dominion. Image. Likeness, that's all sonship. Righteousness. Royalty. And then let them have dominion. Which means you cannot operate in your dominion until you understand your image and your likeness of God. You understand that? That's why the last 10 years was so critical. Hey, if y'all gonna go to sleep, I'm gonna go to sleep too. I mean, I, I just got off the road, so uh, I just got off the road. I, I drove all night to get here. So you have to understand. All right, I'm going to just preach. Image and likeness so you can operate in your dominion. What? Dominion. What? What? Dominion. When you have, okay, dominion uh, is what you have when you are a king. A king rules over a kingdom. His kingdom uh, rules over a particular, he has dominion, kingdom. King dominion, king dominion. You understand? King dominion. And he said, let them have dominion over the fish 
of the sea, over the birds, of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. So you and I, I'm not talking to everybody. You and I who understand our image and likeness. We exercise dominion over all the earth. I don't care if you're black, white, yellow, red, blue, green, whatever. I just say that for all the black folk. I don't care if you're black, white, yellow, green, blue, purple, polka dot, doesn't matter, whatever. If you understand image and likeness, not from your mama and your daddy. Go way past the African kings. Shaka Zulu and all of them. Go way past that. You got to go all the way back to Father God. I'm made in his image and his likeness. And I have been given dominion over the whole earth. Now, so to operate like that, he, when he created us in Genesis 2-7, he put man on, on the earth, Genesis 2-7. Put that back on the screen for me, please. And then God did something very special for us that he didn't do for any other creature. He breathed into man the breath of life. He breathed into man the breath of life. Every animal has breath, but he breathed into man the breath of life, his own breath. He breathed himself into man, and man became what? A living being, King James says a living soul. The sages of, of the, the, the Israelites uh, say that means a speaking spirit like God. It's very important. A speaking spirit like God. So I operate like God. I speak like God. God is not, not timid about how he speaks. He's not doubtful about how he speaks. He's not hoping and wishing about how he speaks. He didn't say, let there be light. I sure hope light comes. No hoping and wishing with God. No, he spoke it. Same way Jesus, when he shows up, he walks to a fig tree and he speaks to the fig tree and walks away. He doesn't curse the fig tree and then sit there and look like, I sure hope this fig tree. He went on about his business. The next day he shows up. The disciples said, the fig tree you curse is withered away. Duh. He's demonstrated to us how we are to operate here on this earth. Dominion over the whole earth. Over the whole, the whole earth? Yes, he says, as a matter of fact, if you have faith like God, Use a God kind of faith. You can speak to this mountain. Say, be removed, be cast into the sea. Don't doubt in your heart. Believe that those things you say will come to pass, and you will have whatsoever you say. Mark eleven twenty three. Got it. He's showing us how we operate. What I say. How what? How we operate. Jesus was showing us how we. When I say we, I'm talking about including Him. He said to the disciples, boys, this is how we operate. Everything he did was to teach them how we 
operate. He included us in everything he did and everything he said. Got it? Now, this is going to help you deal with uh, the sickness or disease that's coming against your body or your family. It's going to help you deal with your finances. It'll help you deal with your marriage. Help you deal with your children. Once you know who you are and how to operate, that you don't need to, need to be cowardly about anything. And you don't let anything rule you when you have been made a ruler. Glory. All right, now, <clears throat> Psalm 81, verse 10. Let's look back at that. I'm ready to move forward now. I hope so. I hope y'all get it. This is critical. See, it's time for us to now step up. You know, I said this in, in prayer a couple weeks ago. I don't take this wrong. But I almost feel like we don't need any more revelation. You understand? I understand God's going to always speak to us. But I almost feel like we don't, if we don't get any more revelation to Jesus comes, we'll be all right. Because what he's waiting on is people to take revelation and move from revelation to demonstration. What you've received, now apply what you have received. The Bible says knowledge puffs up. So to just get knowledge, even by revelation, if we never do anything about it, we just go around like, Lou, we just revelation hogs. Just look at me. Boy, look at what I know. I, I know more than all the Baptist folk. I know more than all the Methodist folk. I know more than all them Pentecostal. I know, look at me. I know, I know revelation. Great, great, great. But what you doing with your bad self? God ain't, I don't care about all that revelation. There were people, there were people who, who got born again and didn't have a lick of revelation, went out and worked miracles. Right? And what he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Didn't have a lick of revelation. All, only thing they knew was Jesus Christ is Lord. He died, then he died. He rose again on the third day morning with all power in his hand, and he went out there and worked miracle signs and wonders. Ask your neighbor, are you ready to do something? Ask him, are you ready to move something? <laughs> I ain't talking about no dress, no move something. I'm talking about move something in this earth realm. Move some mountains in this earth realm. Dry up some trees in this earth realm. Part some red seas in this earth realm. Part some Jordan rivers in this earth realm. See, we move into a decade now, a season now, God's time zone, where we're, going, we're expected now to put into action everything we've been learning for these last, this last decade. You got it? All right, now, Psalm 81, verse 10. Look at that on the screen for me, please, again. Psalm 81, verse 10. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth, how? Wide and I will fill it. Now this is this is this on, you know, 
first layer, we can say, open our mouth wide, he'll fill it, which means, okay, uh, if I'm hungry, open my mouth wide, he'll fill my mouth. That's great. That's great. But let's, let's go a little bit deeper into what uh, we need to be doing here. Go to the, the Passion Translation for us, please. Psalm uh, 81 verse 10 in the Passion Translation, what we've been harping on here. Glory to God. Because we're not just open our mouth to receive. I said we're not just open our mouth to receive. We've been receiving the last 10 years. We don't gotten fat on receiving. Y'all fat. <laughs> you ain't got to be scared to say I'm fat. Say I'm fat. Fat. Right. There were no skinny kings. Except David. David was skinny. Was, David was running. He was out there. I'm your only God, the living God. Wasn't I the one who broke the strongholds over you and raised you up out of bondage? Yeah. Now, listen to what he says. Open your mouth with what? A mighty decree. So this is not something going into your mouth. This is something coming out of your mouth. This is, this is how everything in our lives is supposed to be working. That's one of the reasons I like, I like technology. I'm not, a, I'm not a serious techie, but I, I like the convenience of techie, Brother Kirkland, because technology allows you now to use your mouth and make things happen. Don't y'all like that? You can just not even touch your phone. You can just... Some of y'all say Siri and, you know, OK Google or whatever you're saying, or Alexa. I'd unplug my Alexa. I said, no, that's, sister was listening too much. I'd unplug Alexa. I did. I got two of them buggers. I unplugged both of them. Wait one minute. <laughs> but I like, I like the fact you can speak things and things happen. The world, through technology, is trying to catch up to the kingdom. They get all excited about things being automated. Isn't that right? In the world, they get excited about automation. And yet you and I, in the kingdom, are supposed to be automated all our whole lives. You sow a seed and go to sleep by night and rise by day. And all by itself, the earth, automato, brings up the harvest. And we do not know how. Automation. They're speaking and making things happen. We're supposed to be speaking and making things That's just how we're supposed to be operating. That's, that's all Adam knew. When God told Adam, God said, Adam, I want you to get in this garden, dress it and keep it, and he can give many Home Depot to go to. Oscar, he ain't have a whole truck full of tools. Oscar got more tools in his truck than the lawn should have he didn't give me any Home Depot, any Lowe's, any Kmart. He didn't give me anything. No, no holes, no rakes, no shovels, no spades. No. 
no nothing. Dress this garden and keep it. Till the ground. Till it? How are you going to till it with no tiller? Thomas, how are you going to do that? Y'all not catching me. Y'all not catching me. I'm telling you, the world is trying to catch up with how God originally made us to be. No garden tools, whatever. Only thing he did was send him, send him a help me, Eve, to tell him how the roses should look. I'm, now, Adam, you know that is not right. Adam, you can't be putting no red with no blue. You can't, that, that don't go right next to each other, Adam. Ain't that right, Deke? You men. <laughs> Eve comes along. She don't know tools either. How they gonna do all this? It wasn't until they got into sin and the curse came on the ground that God said, now by the sweat of your brow. Now, you, now they got to invent tools. Because now your words aren't working anymore. But you and I are past sin, aren't we? I said, you and I are past sin, aren't we? So if we're past sin, we can go back to operating like Adam. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is good to me. I'm glad I came back, boy. Great and mighty things here, mighty decrees. Thank you, Lord. 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 This is how they operated. We're going back to Eden. No toil, no sweat. But we got to go back from learning to discerning, back from education to revelation, back from uh, manipulation to declaration. Okay, what I mean by that? Don't, don't get offended when I say manipulation. I don't mean manipulation to bad sense, y'all think. I'm trying to manipulate people. I'm manip by hand. That's what Manny, M-A-N-I, means hand. So they had to manipulate the ground. They had to work with their hands. So God wants us to go from manipulation, that's by hand, to declaration with our mouths. Now the biggest obstacle is in our brains is how do we speak something and it happens? See, your brain will never understand what I'm telling you. So if you're scientific and you're a reasoning person, you're struggling with what I'm saying. 
That's why Hebrews 11 verse 3, I think it is, says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made by things which are visible. By faith we understand. So faith understands exactly how Adam operated because faith understands exactly how God operated and how God operates. God didn't change, you know that. It might have changed with Adam, but God didn't change. God still just speaks things and they happen. Except for the fact that he gave man dominion over the earth. So for God to get things to happen in the earth, for God to get things to happen in my life and in your life, he must go through us. He has to find somebody who will recognize their royalty, recognize their righteousness, recognize their sonship, and come back up to a higher level of operating. My ways are not your ways, says God. So I got you to come up from your ways up to my ways. Well, what's his way? You speak, and things are going to happen in your life. Are y'all with me this morning? So, okay, he says here, go back to uh, uh, Psalm 8110 in the, in the Passion Translation. Psalm 8110 in Passion Translation. Woo-wee! Open your mouth with a mighty decree. I will fulfill it now. Open your mouth, your mouth with a mighty decree. I will fulfill it. So your job, Christopher is to open your mouth with a mighty decree. It's not your job, Christopher, to fulfill it. And listen, there, there are things that people tell me about, you know, problems or whatever, and I, when I realize that's not my problem, that has nothing to do with me, I don't spend any time trying to figure out how to fix it. I don't waste my time. Why would, I, why would I waste my energy trying to figure out something that doesn't have anything to do with me? So if God says, you open your mouth with a mighty decree and I'll fulfill it, that means I don't spend my time trying to figure out how it's going to be fulfilled. My only job is to decree it. He says, open your mouth, Christopher. With a mighty decree. I will fulfill it now. You'll see. Only thing you had to do was see it in your spirit, speak it in your mouth, God will fulfill it, and then you're going to see it with your eyes. Now, watch this. Watch this. Cast this, cast this Trinity. Watch, watch this. The girl paying attention. The words. That somebody else speaks. This is so basic this morning. I know y'all is like, Pastor, we know all this. The words that your mama speaks. Oh, I know, I know. The word that the pastor speaks. Thomas, it's the words that you speak. So shall it be. So my words 
don't mean anything in your life until you speak them. That's why God spends so much time trying to find somebody who will see what he's saying and then when they see what he's saying, they'll say what they saw and then when they say what they saw, they will see what they said. I don't know what I just said, but it sounded good to me. Tell your neighbor, your job is to speak it. That's all you got to worry about. No, I'm sorry, we can't worry. That's all you got to think about. Well, how does it going to happen? I don't know. I have no clue. That ain't my job. It's not my concern. That is, that, as we say in, in the military, that's above my pay grade. That's above my pay grade. That's a G12 thing. I'm a G5 thing. My job is just. I just speak it. Thank you, Lord. I'll say that. Because I got to switch that. I got to switch that. I got to switch that. Because in the military, if a general speaks something, he doesn't figure out how it's going to happen. It's up to all those who are under his command. Am I right about this? Help me out with this. I got some military folk in here. Am I right, Brother Dwight? When he speaks, I want to put on a parade. I want a military parade. He ain't going to try to figure out, okay, let me see how many tanks we're going to need. We're going to do this. Let me see. We're going to need three drivers over here. I'm gonna, we're going to need about 75 tank gallons of gas. I'm, I'm, he didn't think none of that stuff. He just said, I want to parade. Now, all of a sudden, all those who are under his command get to working, figuring out how to make it happen. It's their job to fulfill it. Now, watch. Are you saying we're over God? No, what I'm saying is that you're, you are brought up to God's level and he has created these men, these guys called angels. And those angels' job is to get to work. If you want a parade, they're going to make sure you have yourself a parade. It's not my business how it's going to happen. My only job is to decree a mighty decree, and God says, I will fill it now, you'll see. Psalm 103, and I think it's verse 20. Put it on the screen, please. Psalm 103, I believe, verse 20. Glory to God. I don't care what translation. I don't care what translation. You can leave it right there. He said, so bless the Lord all his messages of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word to do it. Talking about his angels. They listen to the voice of his word. Voice, that word voice literally means uh, sound. The sound of his word. So when you decree what God says, angels get to work to make sure it happens. You got to get a fellow something to do. Just, just all right. Okay. You got to get them fellas something to do. You got to get them fellas something to do. Now, you 
don't want y'all to sit around playing pinochle all day long, man. Just sitting around twiddling their thumbs, man, who did something, something to do. I tell you what. I tell you what. If you ain't gonna give them fellas something to do, I'm gonna let them fellas come on over here. Cause I'm decreeing every morning. I'm giving them something to do every day. And they're doing it too. See, when I, when I pray like we just travel, when I pray about traveling, I, I don't just say, Lord, uh, protect us, make sure we don't have any uh, accidents or whatever. I say, Lord, I don't even want to see an accident. So when we travel, the roads are clear. Clear going, clear while we're there, clear all the way back. I give them something to do. Now, that don't mean accidents didn't happen. That's right. They just, they, they just make sure they cleaned up before we get there. Now, if I'm riding around town, we riding around town, and we see an accident, we, we put angels to work. Angels, minister angels, go and minister to that person, whoever is involved in an accident right there. We, we see an ambulance right on the street. Minister angels, go get on that and make sure. See, I understand who I is. Ask neighbor, do you know who you is? Do you know who you is? I know that's bad English. That's bad English. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. You is impotent. But I know who I am. I got to make sure. Let me hurry up so you know who you are. All right, now. So a mighty decree. Mighty decree. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Uh, God says, ask me and I will show you great amount of things that you do not know, that you know not at all. So for me to decree a mighty thing, I got to ask him. Because listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me very, very carefully. This is important for you to understand and important for all your cousins to understand who you try to explain faith and the word of faith to. Because you got people who they bash uh, prosperity preaching, they bash Word of faith, y'all them word of faith people, they bash, name it, claim it. They bash, blab it and grab it. They bash, confess it, possess it because they don't understand it. Because they think, and some of them rightfully so, they think it's because some of us have messed it up. That we, they think we talking about going around and confessing everything you want to confess. Blab whatever you want to blab. Name whatever you, know you want to name. That's not how this works. Tell your neighbor, that's not how this works. It's not just you naming something, you claiming something. Because God is not obligated to back up something you came up with in your own brain. He's not your servant. He's not your genie. Your lucky charm. He's not that. He's God, the Lord God. And so the decree must be in line with what he decrees. So when we say confession, 
homologio, it's two words, homo, same, logia from the word logos, same word. So I'm saying, I'm going to say the same word as God. So that's why when he, I can say, uh, I am healed because he said, I am healed. I can say, I am rich because he said, I am rich. Got it? Thank you, Lord. All right. So I got to ask him. I got to spend time. I got to spend time. <laughs> Glory to God. Just, just spend time with him. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Or delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you to desire a thing. He drops, the more time you spend with him, he drops desires down in your heart. He drops things down in your heart to desire, to, to, to seek after. Not just persons in shoes and hats. And I'm talking about, he'll, he'll, if you, the more time you spend with him, the bigger the things will get. It may get big, turn big into a car or a house. But if you spend more time with him, deep, it'll turn into something bigger than a car and a house. It'll turn into something that is too big for you. That it's no longer about you. It's about people around you. You are already well taken care of. It gets to be about people around you. Mighty decrees. Great and mighty things. So I'll fulfill it. You know, the Bible says, we read this in scripture of the day. This just had to be uh, Thursday or Friday, one of those days. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. In Proverbs. And uh, man, you think about this city, man, where this city is. How many of y'all grew up here in St. Petersburg? Yes, my God. You've been here 20 or 30 years. Good gracious. Has this city changed? In the past 10 years, has it changed? In the past five years? In the past year? Do you think that that's just happening? No. It's not just happening. It's because there have been people who've been decreeing things over this city. The people of the city don't know that. But we know that. Glory to God. I remember uh, years ago, I used to, uh, when I first started, Look at some of these uh, faith preachers, some of the generals in the faith, Elder Baker, and I would see, man, these guys, Brother Copeland and Brother Jesse, Brother Jerry, Brother Creflo, Brother Bill, Brother Kenneth, uh, 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 Keith, uh, Keith, Kenneth Hagen, Oral Roberts, all these guys, and they were all flying these private jets. And I used to be like, man, I'm going to have me a jet one day. I, I got me a scripture, man, Isaiah 60, verse 8. Who are these that fly alone like clouds, like doves returning to their nests? See? Now all that's good. But it meant nothing until God spoke a word. 
See, that's just me talking because God dropped a desire, but he hadn't said anything yet. Y'all not catching, y'all. You catching this, aren't you? I'm just self-prophesying. I'm going to jet one day, boy. Gershman, I flew to, flew to uh, uh, where were we? Africa. That's, I hated that, man. I was trying to bite the back of the chair, man. That's horrible flight. I need me a jet. Pull over. And you can't pull over nowhere. Ain't no pulling over. You don't want to pull over. And uh, I'm just, it's just desire in my heart, man. I want one. But it meant nothing, had no power to it. It was just a desire building. Until I was in Arkansas about two, two years ago. And the Lord spoke through Apostle Honey. Y'all met, some of y'all remember Apostle Honey? Honey Patrick from Marshall Islands? He prophesied it. See, once the prophet spoke it, and it happened, we were riding, we had just been, I think I just preached that morning, we were riding, heading back from the, from the uh, campground we were preaching, and we are coming down the street, and all of a sudden this jet, private jet flies right over us. I mean, it's like, almost like Lord, Lord of us to reach out and touch it. And the, the spirit of prophecy came on him. Boom! And he didn't share it till later that night in church. And he prophesied it. See, once he prophesied it, now, Deke, when I say something, are y'all, y'all catching this? So it's no surprise to me, Deacon Gershom, that now the city has gotten into an uproar. Now they say, we're going to extend Albert Whitter Airport out into the bay so that real large private jets can fly right into St. Petersburg. My only job is to decree it. I ain't got to try to figure out how, how I'm going to build my airport, how I'm going to, they ain't got to. Latoya, I just decree it. He make all the folk get all in the tizzy about, hey, man, this airport too short. This, this landing ship too short. Send this thing out, man. We're going to have to build some hangers here. Yes, because I'm going to need that. Well, I ain't thinking about no plane. I'm just thinking about it. I need me a car. It's the same thing. All right, let's, let's go, go to Job 22, please. Job 22. And uh, drop down to... Uh, I think I want to start around verse 20 or so. Let me see. No, 22. Let me see. Job 22. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. 21. 22 verse 21. Ha, 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 ha. Come on, sir. 
Some of y'all been decreeing some stuff. Don't stop decreeing. You keep speaking until you see it. I remember years ago I taught this. Let's see how many of y'all remember this. Um, when you speak, your words produce sound waves. Sound waves. That's how you hear me now. Sound waves that travel. You got it? This is good. Y'all got to catch this. This is, this, oh my God. Remember I told you last week how Adam, when God made Adam, Adam, he gave Adam a mouth for Adam to speak. Words have, have two main uh, uh, purposes, communication and creation. So remember you said today, how is Adam going to till the ground? How is Adam going to do all that with the ground? That means Adam was going to speak and, and th- make things happen. Things are going to move. Science, scientists have proven that your mouth, when you speak words, they, they create waves and they have an effect on things. On plants, on, on rice. Are you catching this? I know we're not deep scientific people in here, right? But just Google it when you want to. Just take my word for it for right now. That when you, when you speak, nature reacts, it responds to your words. Do you understand that? This is a scientific fact. They've just discovered what God told all along, what God meant all along. You got it? Glory to God. Man, I just forgot what I was going to tell y'all. Sound waves. Thank you. So, uh, Brother Tyrone can attest to this, Deacon Tyrone. In the Navy, they use something called sonar. Sonar. Help me out, Jonathan, do whales use sonar? Do sharks use sonar? Just whales? Okay. So sonar, they, they send out, they make sounds. So for, for whales and people in the Navy, in their ships, with submarines, to identify where objects are, they don't go by what they can see. They go by, they send a, a, a sound out, and that sound, when it hits an object, it bounces off and comes back to them. Am I right about this, teenagers, y'all? Am I right? So it bounces off them. Sonar, boom. And so that, that's how they were able to, uh, uh, to, to determine how far away from land they are or how far away from an object they are by sending out these waves. Now, in the, in the uh, human side of us, well, we know bats use, the, use sonar. Am I right, Jonathan? Bats use sonar. Huh? Echolocation, is that what it's called? That's all right, echolocation. That's a wild crap for you, boy. Uh, 
But when a woman is pregnant and goes to the doctor, she gets something called a sonogram. What it is with the sonogram is the, all they're doing is sending waves, uh, sound waves, into the, into the ab abdomen region there, and it's, it's going to reflect, create a picture of what you cannot see with your natural eye. So as technology has progressed, sonograms have become more uh, clear. All they did was increase the rate of sound waves. In other words, the more waves they send out, the clearer the picture gets. So whereas when my wife and when we were going to the, to the, to the uh, OBGYN, whatever you call it, and we could get these little pictures, and you look at the little thing like, what is that? Get, get the little black and white picture, like, what is, ugh. That's inside you? Yeah. Now, they see your face and the baby like, hi, how you doing? They can see very clear what is, what is unseen in the natural realm. All you know is there's a bump or there's a feeling or whatever, but through these sound waves, the more they send these sound waves out, an image develops. So that's why I said if you've been decreeing something, don't stop decreeing. In fact, you may want to increase your decreeing because the more you say it, the better you see it. It's not that God needs to see it clearer. It's that I need to see it clearer. God said, you speak it, I will fulfill it. But between the time you speak it and he fulfills it, I need to have some clarity. So keep speaking. I keep speaking. Every day. Financial miracles are happening in my life every day. Financial miracles are happening in my life every day. Financial miracles are happening. Not, not once every two months. Not once every time Pastor brings us up. Every single day, financial miracles are happening in my life every day. You're not convincing God. You're convincing yourself. Got it? Okay. Let me pick this up here. Now, acquaint yourself with him. This is Job 22 and 21. And be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. Keep going, please. Receive, please, instruction from his what? Mouth. From his mouth. And lay up his words in your heart. Lay up. Remember, this is instruction from his mouth, his words in your heart. His words in your heart. His words, don't forget that. His words in your heart. His words in your heart. Tell your neighbors his words, his words in your heart. This is important here. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove his iniquity far from your tents. Then you will lay your gold in the dust and the gold of Ophir among the stones of, of the brooks. I think King James says something like, you will lay up gold like dust. King James makes it more clear. You'll actually lay up gold like dust. Y'all just missed that. 
He said, if you acquaint yourself with him and let his words get into your heart, you're going to have gold laid up like dust. I'm struggling. Maybe you don't know him well enough. You'll lay up gold like dust, like dust. You know, you know dust? Dust, you, you can dust today. Come back tomorrow. Like, did I dust? You, people never run out of dust. I said people never run out of dust. So acquainting yourself with God, he said, you will lay up your gold, your money, like dust. You will never, ever, ever again run out of money if you get to know God, really. And let his words get into your heart. This is good to me. Lay it up. That's accumulation. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove your tents from iniquity from your tents. You will lay up, I'll lay up gold like dust. That's how I want to say it. Verse 25. Yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. For then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. Now watch verse 27 and 28. You will make your prayer to him. He will hear you. You will pay your vows. You will also what? King James says decree a thing and it will be established for you. So when you acquaint yourself with God and let his words get into your heart, now you can decree, decree or declare a thing and it will be established for you. Open your mouth wide with a mighty decree. I'll fulfill it now, you'll see. See, Deke, this is not my job to establish it. My only job is, is to, um, let, me, let, me, let me clarify that. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. That's Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So his word is already settled or established in heaven. Then what he has to do now is get that word, Pastor Rowe, established in my heart. I just want you to see the process of establishing. Okay, put Psalm 1989 on the screen. Psalm 1989 on the screen. Thank you, Lord. I want you to see God's process. I might let, might let y'all go home after this. I don't know. Depending on how y'all treat me. Psalm 119, verse 89. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled. Do y'all have it in your Bible? Y'all wait on the screen. Me too. But in your Bible, you might have it. Psalm 119, verse 89. Hoo-wee. Y'all tired yet? I can go two more hours here, I want me to, but I, I won't do it to you, but I want to help you. At least give me ten more minutes. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Established. All right, your word, Trisha, this is good. 
Your word, God's word, is settled, established. Where? Amen. Where? Amen. Okay, now where is your problems? Your problems are on earth. Nine and nine of them. But God ain't one of them. His word is not one of them. Where's that word? In heaven. Where's your problem? Your financial issue. Your marital issue. Your child issue. It's on earth. So I'm, I'm, the, the issue is I'm trying to get what's already settled and established in heaven on earth. The word is settled, it's established in heaven. In heaven, you're rich. In heaven, you are perfectly healed, healthy, and whole. In heaven, there ain't nothing wrong with your body whatsoever. You know, we always sing about that, but when I get to heaven, I'm going to get me a new body. Put off this old robe and put on a new white robe. In heaven, it's already settled. You're rich. You're healed. You're, you're happy. Your family's good. You got long life, length of days. In, in heaven, it's already settled. In heaven, ain't no episodes. You hear what I'm saying to you? God's issue is trying to get what's in heaven on the earth. And that's my issue too. That's right. He's already blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, Ephesians chapter 1. I think that's verse 3 somewhere. So I'm, it's, already, it's already settled in heaven. Okay, so we just talked about in Job 22 that you got to now, uh, if I acquaint myself with him, he's going to put his words in my heart. So his issue is, can I get the word that's settled in heaven, established in heaven, can I get it established in your heart? That's why Paul says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Proverbs 4, beginning at a verse, about verse 20, talks about, about attending to his words. Not turning to the right or to the left, but letting his words get on the inside of you. He says, for his words are health and medicine to all your flesh. What? You mean, what's in heaven? He said, if I get that word in my heart, it'll be health and medicine to all my flesh. So I got to get the word down in my heart. This, this is God's challenge, G. This is why God needs people to come to church. This is why God needs people to hear the word of God. This is why God needs you and I to go over the word more than we go over what's on uh, out there. Because, see, listen to me. This is very, very critical, very critical. Y'all listening? Y'all listening? Everybody listening? Everybody listening? Everybody listening? Everybody listening? Everybody listening? See, whatever you attend yourself to is what's being established in your heart. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence because out of it for the issues of life. So whatever you attend to is what gets established in your heart. So if you keep watching um, uh, foolishness, foolishness abounds then in your heart. If you keep listening to all the latest gossip and all the kind of junk, that's what gets established in your heart. 
if you keep hanging around evil company, it keeps corrupting good manners because that's what's being established in your heart. So how shall a young man then cleanse his ways? By giving heed thereto to the word of God. Oh, so if I want to flush out the junk in my heart, I, I got to pour more good word in to flush all the junk out. What is it doing? It's now getting, letting his word, boy, this is better than y'all letting know, letting his word get established in my heart. Oh, God said, okay, we got something moving now here. I found somebody who loves my word. I found somebody who wants my word. We want the word. We got to have that word. We want the word. <laughs> so when I get the word, y'all come back now, you hear? When I get the word in my heart, now God has a depository from which to speak that word. It's no longer just settled in heaven. It's now also established in my heart. But it is not in the earth yet. It's in this earth. That's why he needs you to come here because the sower sows the word. Where am I sowing the word? Into your heart. And I believe you all are good ground this morning. So once that word has now been established in my heart, now he says, you shall decree a thing. Remember now what I told you? He can't decree it. He can't. It's settled up there. He's already done the decreeing up there. Why won't God fix everything? Because he gave you the keys. God, why won't you fix my issue? Because I gave you the keys. My word is established in heaven. It's settled in heaven. I already, I already fixed it in heaven. It's done in heaven. I, I need you to spend time with me so I can get it in your heart and get it in your heart and get it in your heart some more and get it in your heart some more. Get the junk out, get the doubt out of your heart. Now, once it's in your heart, now you rise up in your boldness, righteous boldness, royal boldness, sonship boldness, understanding who you are, and now you decree from your mouth what is established in your heart, which matches what's already established in heaven. Now you have a heaven, heart, earth Heaven, no, heaven, heart, mouth connection. And now what you decree out of your mouth is now established in the earth. It shall be established for you. Mm -mm -mm -mm. My goodness. Boy, 
to catch this. God, let there be light. Let the seas bring forth all kind of teeming things. Let the earth bring forth all kind of creeping things. Let there be a sun and the moon and the stars in place. Last act of God. Last act of God. Let's make man in our own image and in our own likeness and give him dominion over the earth and everything on the earth. From then on, God stops decreeing. What you mean? How, how, what you mean? He made animals. He brought the animals to Adam to see what Adam would call him. Because he's done. Once I put you here and gave you dominion, Adam, now I'm done. I got to back off. Oh, boy. Y'all are, y'all are in, y'all are in, uh, this is university this morning, boy. This is. What you think, Adam? Orangutan. Sure. Sounds good. It's up to you, Adam. Whatever you call it, that's that's. The Bible says, and whatever Adam called it, that was its name. God didn't say, no, 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 no. That's not a dog. No, whatever Adam called it, the Bible said that was its name. Tell your neighbor, whatever you call it. serious okay he lays Adam down go to sleep go to sleep pulls out a rib form prime rib forms this prime rib sculpted her into a beautiful specimen and brings her to Adam Adam says whoa man Whoa, man, woman, you say woman, okay. Well, isn't that what happened? The Bible says Adam said she should be a woman because she was taken from a womb of man. He named her woman. God didn't call a woman. God says let us make man in our own image. Adam called her woman. God didn't name her woman. Adam named her woman. Then when it came time to even give her a name, he said, her name should be called Eve because she's the mother of all living. All right. From down, everything is going to come out of her. Did you all catch that? Yes. That makes sense to you. Yes. God already has things established in heaven. He has to get established in our heart. We get established from our heart to our mouth. Once we speak out of our mouth, now God can fulfill it. It's what he wanted in the first place, Robert. But he couldn't just do it. He had to get it established in our heart, in our mouth. Now he can do it. All right, well, can I give you one more verse? 
All right, last verse. Matthew 16, 19, y'all know this one. We'll stop here. This is exactly what he did for Adam. And this is what he's doing for us. What he has done for us. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now what do keys represent? Authority. Access, but authority. Why do I say access? I want to say authority more than access. Because let me tell you something. You don't need access to get in something. Because if a thief wants to get into your house, he don't have any authority. But he's going to get some access. And see, none of y'all have been through that. I've been through that enough to know. I've, I've been through it. My wife and I and the kids came home one day, and there was a guy in my house I ain't recognized. Man, I took off after that. I took off after him deep. Quick as I could, I took out. I was about to. I was about to. And I, I was going to get him, Thomas. So that joker in one hop jumped a six foot fence. I said, did I? That brother just jumped, jumped a six foot fence. I said, oh my goodness. Yeah, they, they in the car watching. I was about to get him. You in, my, you in my house? I took off. That joke pew. I said, oh, snap. See, he had gained access, but he had no authority. Mm. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, man. Go, go to, give me John 10, verse 9. John 10, verse 9. John 10, verse 9. Glory to God. My goodness. I'm going to probably come back to verse 10, but give me verse 9. Help me out, somebody. I am, go, okay, go back to verse 8. You got to go back. Okay, all whoever came before me are thieves and robbers. So thieves and robbers came. But they, they didn't have authority. They got access. But no authority. But the shooter not hear them. Verse 9, please, verse 9. I am the door. So access and authority right here. Anyone enters by me, he'll be saved. Go in and out and I'll find pastor. Verse 10. Verse 10, please. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. So a thief has access. But he's coming for the wrong reasons. Got it? Now, I just went through all that to show you that keys are more than just access. It's true, your keys give you access. But if you have the keys, it's authority. My home, I have a key to. My wife have a, has a key to. Our oldest daughter has a key to. 
uh, our, my mother-in-law has a key to the house. What else has a key to my house? I don't hand your keys to everybody. Now, y'all welcome. I welcome you to come to my house anytime. Just come on. Not anytime. Come to my house, just let me know. I don't, I don't mean anytime. Sometimes. But a key represents authority. So he says, I give you the keys. Go back to Matthew 16. Matthew 16. Let's close out. Verse 19. Now I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Authority. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Got it? And I read Amplified to tell us whatever you bind must be what is already bound. Whatever you loose must be what is already loose. And that's true. Because you, you're not going to bind something that God is not deemed to be bound. You're not going to lose anything that God is not deemed to be bound, to be loose. You can't just lose whatever you want to lose. Got it? All right, now let's look at that verse in the, uh, the CEV, please. The CEV. Matthew 16, 19, CEV. Glory to God. And then... And then we can quit. We can quit. Matthew 16, 19 CEV. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and God in heaven will allow whatever you allow on earth, but he will not allow anything you don't allow. So in other words, it puts you in the driver's seat on this here. Okay? To authorize things in the earth or prohibit things in the earth. You, you practice on your own life. You got it? You, you, you practice on your own life on your, with your own situation. But it's practicing for bigger things. So you know, I just keep bringing it up again and again, again. It's just such, such a uh, prevalent thing in my, in my mind about, you know, Hurricane Armour. When Hurricane Armour came, we said we're not going to allow it to hit us like that. So it didn't. But we have been years practicing on ourselves. And when you practice on yourself, now you know how to use that same authority. Brother Dwight, Brother Gershom, any other military people in here, help me out on this. Everybody in the military doesn't have the same security clearance. Everybody doesn't have the same security clearance, D. Some people uh, can, can, can go in any door they want to or any, any uh, level of meeting they want to. You know, if you're the president, you have top security clearance, you can do anything, whatever. But if you're a private in the Army, a sailor in the Navy, you know, you're just a little airman, first class, whatever, in the, in the Air Force, you, you, just, you can go to the bathroom, go to the kitchen, maybe that's it. It's not until you've proven yourself responsible that you're given greater uh, access with authority. So that's why I say, 
Practice on yourself. Hallelujah. I'm not going to allow that headache. Y'all don't say anything. Y'all don't say anything. Y'all. I'm not gonna allow that headache. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna have that. No, I'm not gonna allow that. Well, you can't help it. What you mean you can't help it? Take authority over it. That's your body. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna allow this lack. Well, I can't help it. I, I, it's just the job I work. That's, your lack has nothing to do with your job. What did he just say? Your lack has nothing to do with your job. Your financial prosperity has nothing to do with your job. Whatever you allow, God allows. Whatever you uh, uh, do not allow, God will not allow. So you got to just simply practice on yourself. And the more you practice on yourself, the, the, the better you get, the more you master it, you can begin to practice on others. So now, you can walk up to somebody and I'm not going to allow that tumor on somebody else. I curse that tumor. You'll go from praying for people to commanding. And Jesus sent his disciples out. Matthew 10. Luke 10. He didn't send them out and say, go pray for the sick. He said, go heal them. Just do it. Just heal them. Matter of fact, you know, he told him one time, this is going to probably mess up half the church. Close your Bibles up. Because I'm done. Because if I, if I keep my Bible open, I'm going to keep preaching. You know, he told the disciples one time, he said, you go out and go to a house or to a city, and the son of, the, he said, uh, if the son of peace is there, you go and leave your peace there. Leave, your, leave peace on that. Leave your, he said, leave your peace. I'm giving you something you can leave. Leave your peace on that house. Leave your peace on that city. And he said, if they don't receive you, he said, take your peace with you. Dust your feet off. Step and take your peace with you. They're they in trouble. Now, y'all believe that? But do you know he also said this to them? He said, whosoever sins... You remit, they will be remitting. And whoever sins you do not remit, they will not be remitting. Wait, 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 wait. He said, I'm telling you, disciples, if you don't, if you don't let somebody out of their sins, they're going to stay in it. Did y'all catch it? In other words, he's telling them how much authority he's giving them. It's in the word. See, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I believe you are coming into a greater knowledge of who you are. I don't have any more nobodies in here. 
trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. But you understand who you are. Understanding that your mouth will shape your world. Your mouth will shape your life. And as you master that, God will use your mouth to shape the world around you. God's command to Adam, address this garden and keep it. In other words, that whole garden was a small part of the world. Adam's job was to take that which he saw and make the rest of the world look like that. So when you experience Eden in your life, when you experience God's goodness and prosperity in your life, he wants you to now spread it all around you in other people's lives. Well, how am I going to do that? You're going to decree it. You're going to speak it. You're going to go back to toiling. You don't need no holes, rakes, spades, and all that shovels, all that kind of mess. You don't need that. You're going to use your mouth because that's your authority. That's your authority. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's enough for one day. That's enough. Come on, give God a praise if you receive that word. Oh, I receive that. I receive that. I receive that. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. His word is settled in heaven. Let it get settled in your heart. Then let it come out of your mouth. Then it'll be settled in the earth. That's the process. That's the process. That's how God will move in your life. It doesn't matter what somebody else speaks. What matters is what you speak. And when I say that, I mean good, bad, or indifferent. Somebody speaks something great, that's great, but you got to speak it. Somebody speaks something bad, that's terrible, but it don't have an effect if you don't speak it. God will make people eat their words. He'll make them eat their words. You just don't, you don't worry about that stuff. If you don't allow it, he won't allow it. Don't let that stuff bother you. But when something good is spoken, speak it out so you get a clear picture. Glory to God. <laughs> you know when you get pregnant, God knows before you know it. God knows it well before you know it. <laughs> he already knows, yeah. Right? He knew about Jeremiah before Jeremiah was even forming his mother's womb, so God knows before you know it. But once you get a clue, hmm. Hmm. Now you got to go into action. Today you have received the word of God, the seed of the word. And it's time to put it in action. 
Now, I'll, I'll go for, further Wednesday night on this. I didn't get as nearly as far as I wanted to get to you to show you again what manner of man we are. Because it's important for us to know that. It's important for us to know that. Glory to God. God is in need in this time of not good church folk. He's in need of people who know times and seasons and what we ought to do. He's in need of people whose hearts are loyal to him. He's in need of people who will be bold to speak his word into the earth that will give him access into the earth, that will give him um, the right to move. He, God said that there, he searched and searched and there was no daysman. There was no mediator. There was no one to, to, to move between heaven and earth. But I believe he's found people who will be mediators for him to allow him to move in the earth. Glory to God. Start out with your house. Start out with your body. Spread out to your neighborhood. To your classroom, your school, your, your job. Just speaking. Hate the atmosphere of my job. Change it. You're the thermostat. Just shift it. Just shift it. Take authority over everything. Amen? Amen. Now, Father, today we come to you with thanksgiving. We praise. We thank you for uh, this time of receiving your word. I pray that the seed of the word has fallen upon good ground and that it seeps deep into the soul of our hearts so that it will produce in us that which you sent it to produce. God, we know that, Lord, you're looking for people who will operate in our authority and our dominion to do the things you, that you need done in the earth. And God, we know that, Father, that you've raised us up for such a time as this so that we can get your will done, get your purpose accomplished in the earth. You need us, and we need you. We can't make it without you. We wouldn't try to make it without you, God. We are nothing without you, Father. So we don't get the big head or we don't become arrogant or conceited thinking that we can do things without you. We can do nothing without you at all. Thank you, Lord, that according to your word, that we are workers together with you. We are your fellow workers. And God, we work in this field as your fellow workers to get your will done in the earth. We pray, even as Jesus Christ told us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So let your will be done in our lives. Father, today we take authority right now over every sickness and disease that may be in, in these bodies. We take authority over every tumor, over every growth. We take authority over every cancerous cell. We take authority, Father, over every tumor, over every growth, over everything that has occurred or risen up in our bodies. We take authority right now, Father, 
over, over cells that are, that, are, that are misaligned, cells that are out of order. We're authority right now over uh, arteries and veins and capillaries that are clogged. And right now we command everything clean and clear. Right now we take authority right now over every organ. We command every organ, every heart, every lung, Lord, every kidney, every stomach, every intestine, every colon, every spleen, hallelujah, every organ in our body, every gland. We command to conform to the word of God. We take authority over right now and we curse sickness. We curse disease. We call for our healing. We are the healer. We are the heal protecting our health. We walk in divine health. We walk in divine life. The spirit of, of the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Thank you, God, that we are free from sickness, free from disease, free from any kind of thing that's coming against our bodies. And we command life, life into every dead thing. We speak to every womb. We speak life to every womb. We speak health and wholeness to every womb. In the name of Jesus Christ, we speak to skin issues. We command skin to be clear. Skin to be clear. Scars and scabs and rashes. Outbreaks. We curse them now in Jesus' name. We command every, every inch of our skin to be clean and clear. We curse acne. God, we're not under the curse. We're free from that, Lord. Any itching thing, any inflammation, we curse it now. Inflammation, we curse it now. Every joint, we command to be strong and fluid now in the name of Jesus. Every bone, every muscle, strong in the name of Jesus. Right now, eyes strong and ears strong, teeth strong. Every part of us Strong. God, I curse indigestion. I curse indigestion. I curse irritable bowel syndrome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I curse endometriosis. In the name of Jesus, oh my, oh my, I curse it now. I curse that constant abdomen pain, Lord. Cramping, I curse it now. I curse it now in Jesus' name. I command even the uterus to settle down. In the name of Jesus. Wow. I release the fire of God in every abdominal region right now. In the name of Jesus. Fire of the Holy Ghost on every abdomen right now.
thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, so I speak to every pancreas. Every pancreas be every whit whole. I speak proper release of insulin. Regulation of that insulin level. In the name of Jesus. Pancreas be whole. Now, while I'm doing this, you ought to be laying hands on yourself. If you're any of these areas I'm naming by the Holy Ghost, laying your, laying your hands on yourself in that area, in that region. Release the fire of God right now in Jesus' name. Behold! Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I curse insomnia. In the name of Jesus, you said you give your beloved sleep, so I command sweet sleep on every person. No more restless nights. I command and I release sweet sleep. I curse worry. I curse fear. And I command sweet sleep. I command, wow, uh, serotonin levels to be right and proper. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Every system be regulated now by the word of God. Hallelujah. I release the healing power of God all over this place. All over this place. All over this place. All over this place. Wherever you need to just receive, just receive right now. Just receive right now. Just receive right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. High blood pressure come down. Low blood pressure come up. Irregular heartbeat straighten out. Every valve open and close perfectly. In the name of Jesus. We take dominion over every, over the spirit of infirmity. Trying to stranglehold the people of God. 
We curse it now. Thank you for our victory. Thank you for our victory today. Thank you for our victory today. In the precious name of Jesus. Now, Father, I lose money in this house. I lose money to flow like a river. I lose money to come like waves of the ocean, wave after wave after wave after wave. I release money into every house right now, every family right now, every household right now, every business right now, every career right now, every sower right now, every tither right now, every partner right now, every giver right now. I release right now money to flow. I release money to circulate. To circulate. Circulate. In the name of Jesus. I call money from the north and the south and the east and the west. Into the hands of your people. Raise people up as an exceeding great army. In the name of Jesus. I command money into every situation. Right now. Increase. I declare increase. I declare increase. You said, Lord, you increase us more and more, us and our children. So, God, I declare and I decree right now increase on us and our children today, today, today. I curse every debt. I curse it now. I command every debt to dry up and wither to the roots. In the name of Jesus. Every student loan debt, I curse it right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I curse it right now. Wither up and dry away. Every credit card debt, I curse it now. Every old loan from a repossession, I curse it right now. Every old loan from a, from a foreclosure, I curse it right now. I even command an expedited payoff of every current loan. In the name of Jesus, every car, every home, every loan, I command it to be expedited, paid off in full. Every tax debt, I curse it now. Every hospital bill, I command it to be paid in full now. I call for money. Money, come. Every house and this house. God, you know what you've placed in the heart of every individual. I call forth for the money. I pray that God, you, you supply ministry with money. 
in the name of Jesus. I call for tuition money. Preschool tuition. Private school tuition. College tuition. I call it into this house now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, I, I just, I, I pray for our orphanage over in Africa, Father, that those children will have the money for their school fees. I call money from all over the world to come for those children. Those school children in Haiti, we, we call forth the money that they need, Lord. Fees, clothes, books, food, shelter. God, we use our God-given authority to call these things into our lives or we call things that be not as though they were. And God, you said if we decree it, you will fulfill it. So thank you, Lord, for angels going about right now to bring to pass every word that we have spoken from your word. That it is so, even as we have spoken, it is so now. And so we thank you in advance for the manifestation. We thank you in advance for the demonstration. We thank you in advance, God, that the vision speaks. We thank you in advance, God, that we have what we say. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Jesus' mighty name is so. Amen. Amen. Put those hands together right now and give God a praise. If you agree with everything that we have been spoken today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.